Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me today on the episode Gosnell. Today we're going to discuss the movie Gosnell. It is alleged that the story is about one of America's deadliest serial killers. I had the opportunity to view the movie and questioned why it had not received ratings from numerous critics around the country who are generally known, if you will, to take the time to review movies and let the general public know about them. After seeing the movie, I understand why. If you are a diehard liberal or a part of a quote-unquote blue wave, you may be less likely than not to promote, advocate, or discuss the movie God's Now if your emphasis is solely predicated upon whether or not it will infringe upon a woman's right to have an abortion. But that is not the totality of that movie. In fact, that is not the issue in that movie. The issue is about a medical doctor, Dr. Gosnell, who took advantage of poor minority women who he, in essence, denied medical services. There's a movie about negligence, criminal liability, medical liability, and homicide. It is not mainly about abortions. Abortion was the means in which this man was able to carry out the acts of murder. So today, what I want to discuss with you is whether or not you have seen the movie, and if not, why? If so, what did you think about it? We'll be back in a moment. part of the show, I'm not opening the phone lines up for commentary because I want to really utilize this opportunity to put information out there, and I do not want to be distracted. However, I will eventually open the lines up to put incoming calls and or will review emails. Let's talk about abortions in the United States. Although the movie Gosnell focused on Philadelphia, I wanted to just go over some startling statistics as it pertains to how abortions adversely impact poor minority communities. Oddly enough, the very communities that many of our quote-unquote blue wave liberals seem to focus upon when it's time to provide social services like welfare, funding for Planned Parenthood. According to data available by the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, In 2012, the latest statistics that we had available, there were 73,000 abortions, 73,815 abortions, of which 31,328 were black babies. 42.4% of all the children aborted in the city of New York in that year were black babies. There were 6,570 abortions more than the live births, meaning in cities like New York and across America, they are aborting babies more than they are delivering them alive. In the Hispanic community, there was a total of 22,917 abortions. 31% of the babies in New York are aborted by the Hispanic community. There are, quote-unquote, more black babies killed by abortion than born. This information is available through the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Now, why is that important? Because as we discuss Gosnell, it focuses on Philadelphia. And there were many to our far left 
who basically said, listen, this is an isolated situation. There were many members in the liberal media, mainstream media, as we often refer to it as, that also said, this is an isolated situation. Do you honestly believe, looking at New York City statistics, that they don't have a Gosnell in that borough, somewhere within the five boroughs? Dr. Gosnell allegedly, and now based on court transcripts, trial information, and his conviction, and based on the testimony of witnesses, had been engaged in the pattern and the practice of those abuses for decades. It just so happened that one young lady was able to get a photo of what we now refer to as Baby A. So let's talk about the background of Gosnell. He was an adopt. He was a physician who performed abortions, and initially, the reason why he was subject to investigation was because they were engaged in a sting operation, DEA, FBI, and the local law enforcement, not for abortions, but for drugs, prescription drugs that were being sold on the streets. And it traced back to his clinic. And through a sting operation, they would eventually, after obtaining a warrant, find baby foot or fetuses, the foot of a fetus, by the dozens in refrigeration, dead bodies. And originally, he made excuses for it. And it was justified. He's an abortion doctor. You would expect for him to have fetuses. You would expect to find some of the things that you did. But one district attorney and a police officer, and a, as well as other investigators, made a decision that something else was going on in there. And they were right. And although the focus of the movie deals with the death of one woman and the live births of children who during the course of the abortions were born alive and later killed, amounted at the time to about seven, they have reason to believe that there were hundreds, maybe thousands of more children born just like that during the course of an abortion where they were born alive and then they were killed thereafter. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is not an abortion. It is now a murder. Let's set aside for the moment, just for this moment, whether we believe that abortion is a murder or a justifiable homicide. I would be the first to say I've never been pregnant. I never required such medical services, and I will never stand in judgment. As an advocate for victims of just us, juvenile urban sex trafficking in the United States, I recognize the choices that some of those young women have to make, and I will not stand in judgment. But Gosnell is not about standing in judgment. Gosnell looks deeper than the issue of abortion. It looks at the abuse of the abortion process and what is happening to children that are born alive during an abortion procedure. And what happens to those babies is that they are alive and then killed. And that is homicide. That is murder. If you were seven months pregnant and someone stabbed you in your stomach, they would be charged with murder. And what he was doing is no different. If you were walking across the street at six months pregnant, and a 
crazy driver drives, drug you through the streets, drags you, excuse me, through the streets. A deranged driver drags you through the streets. He would be held accountable for the death of your unborn fetus. This man was engaged in late-term abortions. At the time, the statute and the state of Pennsylvania authorized abortions not beyond 24 weeks. He was knowingly and willingly changing documents to assert 24.5, asserting that if you round it up, quote-unquote, it would be at 20. That's why he's a doctor. Because obviously he didn't know math. Hello. Because the reality is 24.5 would round off to 25 weeks. Regardless of his ideology, his thought process, his lack of understanding of mathematics, which most doctors know math, obviously, math and science. The reality is that he was knowingly administering abortions after 24 weeks. He was knowingly engaged in participating in what is called late-term abortions. There is a reason why the legislatures deemed specific time frames, first, second, third trimester, because at that point, they have determined when this fetus is quote-unquote viable. Now, for some of us, we believe from the moment of conception, that child is alive. That child deserves a voice. Legally speaking, however, in most jurisdictions around the United States, that is not the reality. Gosnell, the movie, a movie that you must see. Let me say this to you. If Dr. Gosnell was a white doctor who was knowingly and willingly murdering black babies in Philadelphia, they would shut it down. Buildings would be bombed. Gas stations would be set ablaze. They would be rioted and looted. But no, this was a black doctor engaged in this type of abuse to poor minority women who were in search and in need of medical services and advice, which we will discuss momentarily, and they were denied that. He was their last recourse, and he took advantage of that. He used them and abused them and murdered their children during the course of engaging in an abortion, which he knew or had reason to know at the time, because they were late-term abortions, many of them, that those children would be born alive. So imagine an individual who's engaged in this practice for 30 years, and imagine the number of abortions that he performed that were also late-term abortions. And then reflect for a moment, if you will, on the startling statistics for New York City. Now, when one young man or woman is shot dead by a police officer, everyone takes to the streets in protest. During the eulogy of Aretha Franklin's funeral, the pastor made a comment regarding does Black Lives Matter, and there were many who argued and said, I dare he use that as a platform. Well, then obviously they didn't know Aretha Franklin because she was an activist in her own right. She wasn't just a songstress or musician, and her history 
over the last 40, 50 years demonstrates her role, her pivotal role in the black community and the voice that she had and the financing that she shared for many projects for the advancement of black people. And so when he said, if black lives mattered, we would be on the front line for many issues that plague our community. And I echo his sentiments 100%. Because when you look at statistics for New York City and you look at what took place with Dr. Gosnell, if black lives really mattered, wouldn't you question how abortions are being performed in your communities? Think he's the only doctor in the United States who's doing that to poor black people and minorities? In a state like Georgia, there's 159 counties. Is there a Dr. Gosnell in one of those? You think of the 73,815 babies that are dead, gone, never accounted for, not even capable of being named Jane Doe, that some of those babies were not born late term, that some of them weren't born alive? Dr. Gosnell is not a story out of a book. It is based on real-life incidents. One of the biggest trials in America for which most of mainstream media didn't even think to cover initially. But for a blogger calling them out on social media and demonstrating the power of social media when it is used in a positive manner. You say, well, we have a right to have an abortion. That is our constitutional right. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Nowhere in the Constitution does it allow for you to have an abortion. An abortion is a decision made by the United States Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade. And how many millions of babies have been killed? Millions. If in one year, New York City, just five boroughs, five counties, have 73,815 abortions that are documented compared to the entire state of New York, and if a state like Georgia has 159 counties, what are their numbers. What is Virginia, Miami, Florida, California, Texas, Illinois, Michigan? There are millions of babies aborted every single year in the United States, most of them black babies. Next, Latinos. Next, other minorities. And instead of us pouring into these communities, preventive measures to educate and inform, the emphasis is using abortions as a means to justify the ends. When abortion becomes a form of birth control, that is a problem. I know, because the population that I work with under just us, urban sex trafficking in the United States, I personally reached out to Planned Parenthood. Yes, I did. Because I wanted them to be able to assist me in providing educational materials to this population and to assist them so that they could avoid pregnancies that led to abortions for many of them, so that they could avoid sexually transmitted diseases. And if I heard back from Planned Parenthood to receive that type of information and those materials, you have. See, when you're asking these organizations who receive tax revenues 
to perform that type of service to the community, you're not going to get it. But if I had said I have 20 girls I'm going to send to you for an abortion, I think they would have been ready, willing. This is why I am grateful unto the Fulton DeKalb Hospital Authority, also referred to as Grady Hospital, because Grady Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, provides a multitude of services, primarily educating and informing. Prevention and the form of intervention is not abortions, not for the population I've sent. But for people outside of those two counties who may not qualify for such services, you look to the Planned Parenthoods. And there's no planned parenting in our hood. The goal is we'll wait for you to get pregnant, and then we will abort your child. Abortion is not the least invasive procedure to stop a pregnancy that is unwanted. Now, you say, but it's all right to have an abortion. No, it's reproductive rights is a constitutionally protected right. No, wrong again. Reproductive rights is a family right to choose. And oftentimes, the family becomes the woman's right to choose because we alienate the role of men in that decision-making process. In fact, there was a case called Roe v. Wade for Men, and the court decided that, no, this man did not have a voice. Really? I guess he has to wait for the child to actually be conceived and then born so that we can get him for child support. Okay. Fathers are more than a paycheck. Just wanted to throw that out there. Person that therefore becomes responsible or accountable for the decision-making as to whether or not a child should be born is the woman and the doctor, the Dr. Gosnells of the world. Okay. They're the only ones that we look to. Well, if the trial transcripts in the movie stand to be corrected, when you went to someone like him, he violated the 24-hour rule, and then when he was called upon to give the information necessary to educate them about the abortion processes, when they refused at that point, it appears from their testimonies, they were still dragged in and still forced and drugged to have the abortion performed anyway. I again respectfully submit that Dr. Gosnell is not the only doctor in America that's engaged in this activity and abuse. It just so happened that he was the one that was caught and prosecuted. In fact, we do know that most of those doctors are not black males, right? just so happened that he was the one that was prosecuted. And if you remember the woman who testified on the oath, who was a prosecutor's witness, she basically said they did similar things when the baby was born on cross-examination. When asked, if you're engaged in an abortion and a baby is born alive, what do you do? So basically they allow that child to die too. What therefore becomes the difference between abortion and murder? Or is it in fact one and the same? Is a decision that was basically handed down by the Supreme Court and the Reproductive Rights Act is a decision that is legislated. But none of it is, in, is rooted in the Constitution. And for my legal scholars out there, just consider a few cases. Skinner v. Oklahoma, Eisenstadt versus Baird, 
B-A-I-R-D, Prince versus Massachusetts, and Pierce versus the Society of Sisters. And you too will learn, respectfully, that reproductive rights is not a constitutionally protected right. There's a right that the likes of Kavanaugh (laughs) might be able to change. I'm just saying. It's not left. It is what needs to be done for some people so that we come back to doing what is right. I'm just saying. It's something to think about. I'll be back. of the show that I have never been pregnant or subject to an abortion or haven't ever had to make such a decision. But that also comes with being responsible. And so I can't leave the show without presenting some forms of solutions to this battle that we have continued to have in America, whether abortions is a right of a woman's choice, reproductive right, or whether it's just simply wrong. And so one of the things that I suggest that I still haven't seen any of our legislators do is to require second and third opinions and to require some type of counseling. I believe that any person except one who may have been raped or violated or a victim of sex trafficking, and even in those scenarios, as they are applicable, that if you come to have an abortion, that it must be a two- or three-tier process before the abortion is performed. I think if the government is paying for that abortion, that this should be mandatory. If it is private pay insurance, I still believe it should be mandatory, and even if it's cash. And I believe it should work something like this. Dr. Gosnell performs abortions, and hypothetically, I'm in need of one that I would be, have to go to his office, that I would, he would be required to basically, before I even saw him, I would be required to go through a counseling session. But that counseling session should not be in his office. I believe that if a person is seeking an abortion, that the abortionist must be required to refer you to a counseling agency that is available in that state or through a program that allows for you to submit to even if it's a one-hour or half-hour session outside of the scope of that doctor's office where they share with you the pros and the cons of an abortion, but more importantly, where they provide you with alternatives to abortion that include but not limited to some of the benefits that you may have if you went full term, if you put the child up for adoption, or what programs and services would be available to you in the event that you decided to keep your child. And that after you have successfully completed that, you then would be responsible for bringing a certificate of completion of that program to an abortionist. I don't believe in abortions. That's my personal view. But looking at a glass half full and half emptied and knowing that there are some women that feel the need to do it, I'm saying from a legal lens, This is one of the options that you ought to have, and I think if you utilize it, it will curtail the number of abortions in America because most of them, I believe, are medically unnecessary, and I also believe that most people are doing it without informed consent. They do not know all the risks associated with it, and moreover, 
they do not have a full understanding of what other options are available. And the way we plague the black community and the minority community is you don't want another mouth to feed. Oh, I heard it. Trust you me. You don't want another mouth to feed. Well, you're technically not feeding them in many instances anyway. The government is for some, not all. And so if there are resources available, why not use them? Be it TANF, EBT, SNAP, whatever you call it, there are resources available if you feel like you do not have it to, quote, unquote, take another mouth to feed. And then there's the thing that's called birth control, but we'll get to that in a moment, okay? Because the reality is, again, it would be great that every time you got pregnant, you can have a child for life. But there are some who, unfortunately, that is just not their world. And so they will need birth control to be able to avoid open the doors for evangelicals. I get that. I understand it. I respect it because that's the world I represent. I understand it, too, in the sense that I don't think that you should just be having sex for the purposes of having sex and then running the risk of getting pregnant. Then when you, have, when you are pregnant, you abort the child. But that's not what we're dealing with. There are some realities that we have to deal with that affects almost 300 million Americans in this country in some given shape, form, or fashion. And so to that end, the 24-hour rule is not working. I can't send you to that same doctor who's going to perform the abortion for a 24-hour rule. We see that in the movie Gosnell. So the best way to do that is to require that you go to a third party for consult, get a certificate of completion. Then you bring that certificate to what they deem to be maybe approved clinics. Because now you've had that opportunity to seek it, get counseling on it, and make an informed decision in a clinic or an environment that provides the service. Sherry Jefferson does not believe in abortion. We can outlaw it, and we can return to the days of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s where women die anyway using coat hangers and solutions and other methods that lead to death. Or you can try and fix a broken system in a way that if it is medically necessary and if the person has informed consent, then a decision can be made. Where a doctor chooses to perform the abortion, I think a second opinion should be mandatory so that by the time they get to the second doctor, haven't had counseling, haven't had a first doctor review them, there'll be a second opinion, then they can make an informed decision at that point. If those measures were in place, you would not have had a Gosnell situation. You have a Gosnell situation because poor women, particularly black Women come off the street, go in to have an abortion. person who's responsible for giving them informed information to make an informed consent, to engage in informed consent, to understand the risks that are associated with the procedure and or some of the options that are available, is a very person who would financially benefit from the procedure itself. And where you have that, you have a conflict of interest, a clear conflict of interest. How do you remove the conflict by requiring mandatory counseling? Here's the other thing. When I went to school in New York City, we had mandatory health education that built a great, delivered an excellent, excellent information on uh, preventive measures from middle school through high school. 
We were given information about unwanted pregnancies, uh, avoiding premarital sex. And what I don't understand is why we've moved away from that and literally have left abortion on the table. Most school districts in this country don't allow for their faculty or their staff to educate students about unwanted pregnancies, sexually transmitted diseases, and avoiding premarital sex in middle school and in the high school. And the only time the services become available, like the Planned Parenthoods of the world, is once they are already pregnant. And by then, it is simply too late. So black community, minority community, poor communities, think about what it is you want and what it is you need. Because the very mainstream liberal who saying that they want you to have the best, they should be focused on how abortions have adversely impacted your communities. And how many people have died as an actual and an approximate cause of these types of abortions rendered by people like Dr. Gosnell? That's not legal abortion. Those are, in fact, acts of murder. And for such reasons, he was convicted. And how unfortunate that movie critics and the media alike have remained silent then as they are now with regard to telling and sharing this story. Thank you for joining me, Sherry Jefferson on Blog Talk Radio. Hashtag Gosnell.